and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. <laughs> there it is. There That's fair. That's fair. That's what we're doing. Okay, we'll go, go think about that. <laughs> all right. Well, hello, world. Uh, Facebook and YouTube world, anyway. Um, we are here with you again, the three of us. Maybe other people pop in. You never know. Um, one thing before we get started, uh, I want to encourage people watching to uh, comment your thoughts. Um, we'll be checking the feeds, the comments peri- periodically throughout, and we'll include your comments into what we're talking about. Um, so another, some more reminders really quickly, because we've got a lot to talk about with this movie, because this was actually, I thought, a fantastic movie. So yes. we'll get there. Um, terrifying. Uh, make Yes, make sure you comment your uh, pictures of your costumes so you can be entered into it, possibly be our first guest in next season. Um, make sure you vote on tomorrow night's audience choice picks. Um, I haven't checked since between the two episodes, but um, I'm assuming Hills Have Eyes is still in the lead, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. But um, let's get into his house. So this just came out yesterday, and I noticed that it's trending in like the uh, number at number ten on the U.S. Netflix streaming charts or whatever, which is awesome. Deservedly so. Uh, yes, um, I thought it was really interesting that we're not in, interesting about the right word, but like to have a horror film set around and centered in the story of a refugee um family mm. uh it's not something we've seen a lot um and i think that it really not only um highlighted the horrors of this supernatural thing that's happening to them but also the real life horror of being of living in a war-torn country and having to relocate to a completely different country different culture um, so I thought that was a really strong point, just right off the bat, get, uh, getting into the film in general. Um, I loved our girl from, uh, I, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm not going to try. I mean, played, uh, Yes, she played Real, Real, mm-hmm. is, that, is that right, in this one? Mm-hmm. And then our lovely Miss Ruby from Lovecraft Country. So props to her. She's fierce. Um, thought the acting was great. I thought uh, the script was great. Concept was great. Yeah. What did you guys think? You want to go? I, I mean, it was. Yeah, I'll go over. It. it was stunning. I mean, I don't know, like, um, you know, getting into that house, and I felt so bad for them. You know, just like starting over completely um and then it's very quick when we see like as we know as we're told in the beginning of their daughter them losing their their child um and so it's like how do you which i thought something was very strange about that emotional uh you know when we pan in that beginning early on after they you know um, are waiting uh, for the gymnasium before they get their placement, uh, their housing placement. Um, they seem kind of okay, like they're stressed and tired, but not fa- like parents that have lost a child. 
Do you know what I mean? Like something, something was a little off to me. They just seemed like, all right, well, what's the next thing? And I'm like, okay. Though, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I still feel like there's even losing someone. There was like, that wasn't that tension there. Um, so that was kind of like the first moment I was like, wait a minute, what's going on with this? Um, yeah, that was only like something striking about that moment that stood out to me. I caught that line where he's like, we can start a family. And I was like, didn't you just lose a daughter? Yeah. How soon we forget. Start with the word that moment. Because before that, I was like, okay, like he's being tasked with assimilation or not assimilation and things are new and shiny because it's a new country and he's trying to do the best he can to not fuck this up. But then he was like, start a new family. And it was like, something else is happening here. This is more than this. Yeah. That line was probably the heaviest line for me, aside from like the racism of it all. <laughs> because I was like, what's, what, what do you mean start? As in begin? You had one? As in you didn't already have one like she don't matter she's <laughs> right like, right and i love this is kind of we're used to this by now but this is kind of skipping to the end i love the idea that the ghosts of your family or the spirits of your family are still there with you um and i mm-hmm. think that was kind of a central part and hit in that in the journey of both of them uh, that your ancestors, your your loved ones who have passed on are still there with you and you still have that family, that familial connection, even if you're in a whole other world for your own safety, you know? Yeah. No, like I, I especially appreciated it because like how often do we think we can get away from our past? Or do we think that we can just like pick and choose parts of our culture that perhaps we can't and shouldn't be picking and choosing? <laughs> perhaps need to just like be um and how often is that frame in a way that the society or community we're moving into is telling us to like lose these parts of ourselves like i yeah so yeah and it, it kind of it kind of took me a minute to realize that the daughter was dead um because like amanda was saying they weren't really upset in that uh gymnasium scene and one of the people that are like interviewing them i guess is the right word i don't know what i don't know um says to themselves or to their group of interviewers, what about the child? And so I was like, is she somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Lord, we've had enough separations at borders. Like, but like, is she somewhere? Is she, is she not dead? Is she, you know, so then it kind of like, yeah, that moment did kind of confuse me, but then pretty quickly after that, it was confirmed like she is not with them any longer. Yeah. Can we talk about the trio of black kids hanging out, playing whatever they were playing, and she's asking for directions, and they yes, definitely to go back to Africa. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And are there no happy children in this area of of London? Like there was every child that I saw was like was just angry. Everyone was just angry. <laughs> Like, okay. Oh, I did love the moment where they're looking out the window. They're like, there's their queen. (laughs) It's just this old lady walking down the street. (laughs) She's just like, that was a really good moment. (laughs) But yeah, no, that, that, those three black boys. Also, before that, before they even tell her to go back to Africa, um, when they're like, giving her directions but each one of them are trying to fuck with her and, and like even of her accent 
Yeah, and, and made fun of her accent too. Yes. I, yeah, that move. That went home a moment. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, speaking from like my own experience of like Latinx, like people do that, you know, like it's, you find trust or comfort because you're like, oh, I'm finding something that's similar or feeling like I feel safe to you. Like you feel safe to me. And then, then there's that weird of you're not enough for your other even though we're mm-hmm. so, you know, so uh, that was hard to watch because she was just so needing to just go to the, where she wanted to go to the doctor. And it was like, well, and especially so after watching, day, how are you doing that? right. And after watching her and the white boy earlier, just right before that scene, he's trying to come up to her and talk to her and she ignores him, which I mean, I would too, some random white boy running up, any random person running up to like, Hey, Hey, Unless you're trying to give me something that I dropped, that's weird. But anyways, and then yeah, you saw that, and then and then she gets a call, like abused by these white or these black boys. It was yeah. yeah. Also, I appreciated this movie and that it actually gave us stakes, which is something Craft Legacy and Spiral didn't really give us because we start off and like the weight is there. It's like you have to go here. You can't make money on your own. So you're dependent on the system and it's a broken system, good luck. And like even like Matt Smith's character is just like be one of the good ones which is a problematic phrase. And so like you you understand that they have to make this work so they don't go back to whatever they escaped. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it makes his character more understandable. Cause like most of the time I was like, dude, what is your problem? Like, listen to her. She is, you're seeing all this shit and you're ignoring it. But yeah, it's because if he goes and tells them, I'm seeing a supernatural witch running around my house and my dead child trying to stab me, they're going to think you're crazy and send you back to, uh, where, where were they from? Syria? No. They were uh, South Sudan. Yeah. South, yeah. It was Anyways. Um, but yeah, so they and they can't go back. Yeah, I don't know. that was. It was the first time a haunted house movie made sense because those stakes were there. Because normally I'm just like, why don't you just leave? But it's like, if you leave, you go back to what you escaped. Is this better or worse? I can't say. You seem to be processing, so I need to follow your journey. And so I, I would give this credit for being probably the best haunted house movie even though there's a lot more going on to unpack because i actually get why they don't leave as opposed to get out just get out like, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i i um, did okay so maybe you guys understood it more than i did i was a little confused by the lore of what this witch ghost spirit demon whatever it was what that was so okay she because she the wife explains it that they brought it with them into this house so was it triggered by the death of their daughter or the trauma they experienced in their home like i don't know can someone help me understand that more i mean i mean i i took it as I mean, once we get to like that final thing, we learned that it's not their child. Mm-hmm. Like then when they were trying to escape the conflict, the war, um, they would only accept children on the bus. And so they lied and took that girl 
instead it's our daughter she's our daughter and they were able to take the last two spots and it, it kind of is like that weird destiny thing like were those seats for them and you know like what happens to her daughter so they take that guilt and all those things of people who could have actually lived to be in those you know I took it as that like you took this debt of you know now you get the dream right you've got the dream out of this out of cheating the whole thing of cheating what could have been your fate mm-hmm. what i thought i thought of it but i don't know if that's just like geez. no i no, yeah, that, that tracks that tracks because it is very much like it's a it's a movie about feelings also it's a movie about so much but like it's sort of like the babadook where it manifests whatever is inside of her or inside of them in this case and so they're trying to fight that and run from that, but you can't fight an internal battle from the exterior. You have to like get in there and do the work or otherwise it'll come through your floor and your walls. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he it's, destroyed that wall. I was like, you're not getting your that wall. <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking. Of. But I mean, that was such a gross, wonderful moment when that wallpaper started peeling on its own, that sound and I was just like, what's happening? What's happening right now? Whatever of it out, just, oh. What was that? Was it like intestines or was it like? Oh, it was wrong. It was something. <laughs> it had like guts on it? I don't know. Um, This movie did really well, I think, with sound too. The silence where mm-hmm. I was like, in the voice, the small voices that you would hear in the corners and things. And now I was like, oh, what the heck? um added to that like that horror of like the the home and what's next what comes next with those sounds um that you can't see i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed the sound of this yeah no like it i it's probably my favorite thing we've watched this it is my favorite thing we've watched this weekend um just because the way all of the parts came together because in the other ones we could see something maybe if we were lucky or see something we wanted to root for but this one like brought a whole team together and they all showed up so like even like the pacing and the direction and the sound and the light (laughs) and like this house oh god this damn set it's gonna haunt me and just like i the character arcs i yeah and just this feeling of paranoia that it gives you because like when he's at that office and he's admitting that there's a problem and he breaks the glass and all the white people look at him, I immediately remembered when he was in the mall and that white possibly security guard, possibly rando, started watching him shop and started following him in the background just out of uh, barely out of sight. And so they're always being watched. And it's just, it's firing on all cylinders. I This is an excellent horror movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um. Yeah. Can we? Okay. So the one moment that it, I, it wasn't a funny moment, but it kind of made me laugh. In the end, I was like, oh, here we go. Watching somebody get up in somebody's body again. For like the <laughs> <early time. laughs> when that thing crawled out of the kitchen floor and onto him, I was like, no. Oh, I, I need to sage this television and my friend's Netflix account. I will not be offered by this. <laughs> And it was when he when he like went in. I was not expecting that. I was expecting him to like pull him back down to hell or wherever the thing came from. Uh, but when he started to like insert his hand into the cut, I was like, okay, so is this thing trying to like 
possess him? Oh. What is its end goal? That to me was more terrifying than the dream situation where he couldn't see him. And he was like, oh, you can't touch me. And then he started to touch him and make him watch the scene unfold. It was more terrifying than that. And that was terrifying. <laughs> it was all, there were many moments I had to be like, like, hold on, let me get my phone real quick. Right? I can't handle Facebook saves me. Yeah, that first moment, yeah, we see the daughter or he's like peeking under, he sees the hole or he hears something and then he's like, oh, and he, and then you see the daughter behind him say, I was like, it's like that insidious moment where the thing's behind him. I'm like, oh my God, this is behind you. Get out of there. Yeah. And it was like, um, but it I love that like, we chose. That, like, right. Oh, there were so many good jump moments. Like uh, when he's pulling out the thing and when he is in that, at the end, it's a doll and he's just the two hands like, grab the grab the dog pull it back that was super yeah. cool yeah no i i just i also i also loved that their journeys were different because they came here together and they've been through all this shit together and then they had their own stories happen within this story that brings them back each other at the end as opposed to following just the one protagonist and we're going to do this and it's usually the guy. It was like, no, they're handling this differently because this is a whole lot of shit to be thrown at anybody. <laughs> like they snatched a kid to escape a country. The kid died. They feel that guilt. <laughs> they had to go to this detention center and they're put into this shitty situation, which I don't, I don't know a lot about like the immigration system in England because like I barely know enough about what happens here because of all the things that are not told to us. Um, and so it was, it was wild to see sort of kind of the similarities because like I've had friends who come over from Canada and they're here for school and a visa so they can't work, but you have to work if you're going to live in America because you have to eat and pay rent. And so they're like, I'm a student. So I, can't or I can't do it above the table. I have to find all these like back ways of being paid, which ends in abuse and people underpaying, but also they get cash. And so it's like, so it's not good anywhere. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. And like when, when Matt Smith's character is showing them the house and he's basically telling them they got a palace compared to what other people, other refugees get. And you see this palace that, well, one, he walks in, the door falls off the handles or the hinges. Roaches are eating pizzas. Roaches are eating pizzas. Lights won't work. Uh, there's hole, There's already holes in the wall. Uh, like, it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> the, the, he tries the stove. It, it kind of works, but it probably is going to blow up at any minute. <laughs> I wondered if you have a bigger house than I do because all the white men kept saying that to them. So I wondered if it was actually true, which I doubt, or if it was some of that immigrants are coming over here taking all the good stuff um, because of what they're paying for or how the state pays for. I don't know how it works over there. So I, I felt it was some of that bitter line <laughs> that they do um, where they're like, you're getting all the good jobs. Like, no, no, they're not getting all the good jobs. They're getting the you're shit. Getting the jobs you don't want to do, right. Yes, they're being abused. Um, you don't want that job, Chad. But Chad's like, no, I gotta be a Republican. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and um, it's just, there were so many terrifying moments. Like the moment when um, it, this is towards the middle-ish of the movie, 
when you see the, the child with the mask on and it's like stabbing the wall and it starts like attacking yeah. him and he realizes that when the lights are on it, it, it was like a I don't know if you've seen lights out but like when the monster is only seen in the dark uh it was kind of like the, that moment oh that, that whole scene mm-hmm. was terrifying that me. was really good oh. yeah that's a good that was I was like oh get him <laughs> get it be daylight uh, now please thank you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, and I did, you were talking about this a little bit earlier, Sheree, I did like that each character I felt got a full story. Like it didn't just mm-hmm. focus on him and his journey fighting the, the ghost. It was, I mean, because like she even had the moment where she locked him in the room and like ran out and had that like hallucination where she was speaking to, I'm assuming like her, her like ancestors essentially. Um, which was a really interesting scene, um, beautifully done too. And it, it it was also interesting the moments when they when they translated, and the moments when they didn't. Because there were moments there were moments when it would tell you what they're saying in I forget what language it was they were using, okay. um, and then there was moments they would just say speaking in. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really interesting. I need to watch it again to figure out like what made those like why each moment because I'm curious. I didn't I didn't clock it this time, but it was interesting that that did happen. Yeah, like yeah, I I think the time that it hit me the most is back when I was still in the camp of is he being an asshole? Is he assimilating? Because she's in her own home, minding her own ass business, using her mother's language as she puts it, and he's like speaking English. And I was like, mm. <laughs> um, and also always giving her silverware when she wants to eat with her hands. Like I, I yeah. 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 But you know what's so weird is like, I usually get mad at those characters. Like there's moments where I'm like mad at somebody, right? Like, oh, you did that or da, 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 da. Why did, you know? And, and there was never a moment I was really mad because I, under, I came from a place of understanding from both of them. Like he was like, doing all these things, but I was like, he doesn't want to go, he can't go back. You have nothing, you die. And he was trying really hard to just do the thing. And she was not at peace with a lot of stuff. And she's like, I've got to get out. I've got to do these things. And it's like, maybe she just needs to do that thing. I'm mad at her, but I think she needs to go through that. Mm-hmm. And so there was never a time where I was like, golly, just stop. Or I get frustrated with so many characters. I just came from a, with this one, it was a weird place of understanding. I just, but that's the writing. That's the development of these characters. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you learned all their stuff. Especially because I get the impression this is the first time they've ever had a moment to just breathe and take in all that they've been through and all that has happened. And so like they are for better, for worse, finally dealing with their PTSD and all of their guilt and all of their like emotional baggage. And so you're going to deal with it in different ways. And his way of coping is to just ignore it all and not talk about it, not deal with it, forget who they were, who, where they came from. And hers was to just sort of like sit in it and just like fill it and like have it uh, do whatever it needs to do. And so I think that that's another reason why I kind of love the fact that they have these separate journeys. We see these separate journeys and methods of like dealing with all this bullshit. And then they come back together in the end to be like, no, we're a unit. We're going to kill the thing that's trying to kill us and deal with our shit. 
Yeah, I did. I did like the end when, because I at first, in the very in the end of the film, I was like, okay, is he really gonna like completely sacrifice himself? And then, like, is that gonna be the end? Because I would have felt a little let down if that were if that had been the ending. But then when she when she deliberately decides to not take the daughter, the little girl's hand, and go in there and like kill the the demon witch thing. Uh, I was I was I was really happy with it. I thought, I thought it was a good, mm. not expected ending. Yeah, yeah, they accepted it, right? They accepted what they had done. Um, and what are they going to do now? Yeah, because yeah, I don't even know. It was just so good. It was such a yeah. really good ending Let's... where I was like, damn. And then like the closing stuff with the the images of the of everyone was like, <laughs> that was that was that's breathtaking. Like, that's a, that was like should needs to be printed and framed and put on people's walls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, it made me wonder if other pe- if that had been the home of other immigrants, like if that was something that they would you like place, you know, individuals coming in or that was just everyone that represented everyone, I, like all the dreams I and took that it, come in. Like, I took it that it was of people they knew in their home that had been killed. Because he said right mm. before, the line is, ghosts travel with you. Your ghosts go with you wherever you go. So Where I kind of read, that it, but it could be both. I could see both. That was one of my points slash questions. Because like, where did the daughter get all of these friends? Because, like, as soon as they move into this house, shit starts getting wild to the point where she's just fine with arms reaching out of the wall, dropping things off because this is their new normal. And so it's like, did they did they bring all of this with them? But also, like, they're talking to the same ones. So I, I think it was a weird hybrid of, like, perhaps all of the people who've been through this house and suffered because they couldn't leave because of this broken system. <laughs> Or also there, sort of like telling them to like get out or kind of like pull them in because history repeats itself. I and so that was interesting as well. Yeah, it, yeah. But any film, I think that when you leave with questions and dialogue that needs to happen, I think that it has that's an effective film. Um, and this one definitely does that. I think another really good scene that we should give some some time to is the scene where she's in the doctor's office and the doctor is examining her and she tells the story about how she came home or she she first tells the story about her scars and uh or or her tribal scars and she says the world on her forehead she'd had since um she could remember her whole life and the one on her arm she gave herself after i think I think the word, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, re- I could be, uh, they, the ones on her arm, she did herself after she came home and found her entire family had been killed. Yeah, they had been butchered, Which, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I also just automatically tensed up when she went to this doctor, because like, at least in America, and I assume it's everywhere, like doctors are notorious for disregarding black women's pain which is why Serena Williams had to save herself 
And Beyonce almost died in childbirth. <laughs> and so I was like, oh God, no, don't add a doctor to all this other creepy shit happening. And so I, I was happy with just irregular microaggressions and misunderstandings. And I was like, whoo, <laughs> which, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. It was, it was like the one, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, right, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I was, that moment is like, that was the only real connection we saw with another individual that she was given in this, this, um, this movie, right? She she goes and confesses everything to this one person, yeah. um, and it was just it was just really interesting because the doctor was trying really hard in a way to not really hard but like in a way to connect. Like you have a daughter, oh they're a handful, yeah, uh, you know. So she got to have that moment with her, and I was like, oh, I'm glad she got to tell someone her story um, in this wild space. Yeah. And and that scene was before we actually find out that it's not actually her daughter. And so that I think this movie twist. is another the what? That plot twist. When that happened, I almost threw my little notepad. I was like, I wasn't even a kid. <laughs> but but if you go back or you think back, there's so many breadcrumbs that, you know, it's kind of like uh, you know, in Scream where you're rewatching, I'm like, why didn't I see this when I watched it the first time? You know, it's like what we were talking about earlier. They're being real weird talking about, they're not even really super upset with their daughter. Starting a family. Because that was there. So many things were there. And I was like, that's weird. That's weird. But I didn't expect them to have snatched a child to get onto a bus to save themselves. But also, as fucked up as it is, it's like survival. And so I don't even, I don't even know how to feel about it. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a gray area. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I can't imagine. Yeah. It's just a, it's a heavy movie. I, it is definitely one of the best ones I've seen this month. And I have seen over the 31 at this point because <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> I, I'm curious how many people out there, I hope a lot of, clearly it's, it's ranking in the top 10 on every of everything on Netflix. But I'm curious if any of our listeners have watched this yet because it just came out yesterday, right? Yeah, like it dropped yesterday. This and Spell because that's why we had to like not do those last night. We had to wait until the weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I feel like this one is in part trendy just because One Me is coming right off of Lovecraft Country. And as complicated as all of our feelings are about that show, like it definitely is something that people are talking about. And so people want to see more of that cast. And we just don't have enough of her anywhere. Um, like when I got the pronunciation of her name, I learned a couple things about her I didn't know because also she's having her moment in the year of a pandemic. So there's not a whole lot of interviews and things because you can't just go on stuff. So it's all like pre-tape, Zoom, and nobody's doing that. Um, so yeah. Is she is she from Africa or is she British? Where is she? According to Wikipedia, and so Wikipedia, um, they have her listed as British Nigerian. I have not gotten a chance to go the extra step though. But when I was looking for the pronunciation of her name today, because I realized I've never heard her name, her her actual name, so I had to like do a couple of like clicks to get that. Yeah. Right. Because now seeing mm-hmm. her from 
Lovecraft to this, her accent work is really good. It's really good, really strong. She is an amazing actress, and I hope that when COVID lets people do things safely, she gets a lot more work, because I feel like this was definitely her year. People went into Lovecraft going, oh, yeah, Journey's doing something, and we all walked out with Ruby this, Ruby that. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what she gets to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I like her. Sure. She was really um and the and the, the husband is from um what's that hbo show the other hbo show um the one that's based on the golden compass um oh. his, his dark material okay. dark material yeah yeah he's in that show and he's really good i didn't do some bias i should have he also has a name and he's very good <laughs> Very good, yes. And he does, in fact, have a name. <laughs> We're just not sure what it is. I know nothing else. I know he has a name. Having her, having him lock her in the house and not want her, not wanting her to leave was the one moment I was like, okay, dude, you're pushing it right now. I don't know how I feel about you. Because, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that, in part, came out of fear, even though it still wasn't the correct move. Because like he can't have her roaming the streets talking about the witch and have them not sit back. And so again, it goes back to the system making it feel as if they they took away their agency. It's like, we'll let you in, but you better not be a problem or we'll send you back. And so there's always that pressure and those stakes are always there, which is another, I think it's another reason why this movie was so tense outside of all of the haunting and all of the like weird ass shit we saw because we knew that like, they can't really do anything because they can't leave. They can't even get other jobs to help leave. Like they are stuck in this house. They can't even move. Like they give you the list of things they can't do in a movie called His House. And it's like, so they're stuck in this house. Okay. And we need more of that because I'm tired of these movies with no stakes raised. Yeah. And like when, um, when, my, when Matt Smith's character is showing them the house and giving them the rules, I was like, damn. He's like, can't have friends, can't have family, can't have visitors, can't have games, can't have balls, can't do this, can't do that. And I was like, what can these people do for, in, for just enjoyment? You do realize they just got back from war in their homes. Let them have a ball game in their front yard if they want to have a ball game. They basically moved them from the detention center to a new prison and told them to be grateful for it, which is very America. I was very confused. I was like, are we sure we're in England? Cause like, <laughs> this feels well, very America. I mean, I, I, I am not from England, but like England's not perfect. I mean, there's still some shitty, they just uh, elected what's his face and like Brexit and all that, you know? So there's racism everywhere, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, when, they, when they said they're giving him 74 pounds a week, I looked like, right? Was that like, like that was the amount or something like that a week? I looked it up and it's like, in today's total, it's like $95 a week for both of them. Yes. And then like no job. Yeah. And being stuck inside, really. And then I started like feeling like this weird, I'm like, that's what so many people are doing right now. Like, um, and imagine being yeah. an immigrant coming now and having nothing. Mm. 
Yeah, there was a, it was a good, they did it well. They did it well. Also just sort of made me think about with all of those stories, cause you have those standups who tell those stories about how their parents came here and like they knew no one and they had to learn the language yet. So people would just like piss on them all the time and make fun of them. And so they were afraid to answer phones and like they were trying to get jobs, but like they weren't this enough to get a job, even if it was something that was appropriate in their culture. And so it, I don't know, this movie just has so much that I, I feel like this is the, this is definitely the one if we were unofficially voting down, I'd want to come back to after another rewatch <laughs> with a planned out outline of things to like go through. The other ones don't deserve that so far. <laughs> this is the one for me. Um, well, hey, yeah. we got season two. Maybe we're still planning. So, um, but I, speaking of pissing on them, the girl that like straight up pisses in their front yard and sees her in the window and is like, uh, I think someone lives there now. Wait, someone lives there. That was fine. That moment, so I just wanted to slap that little girl. <laughs> so. I, I would have banged on that one. Not, excuse me, this is my friend. Yeah, but you can't do that because then you're going to get caught. Whatever. I, yeah, but oh my God. Can we also talk about the neighbor with the cat who's always looking out her window at them and smoking? She's so weird. She's just... She was, and, and when she approaches him, she's like, why don't you just leave? I was like, is this racism or does she know? And I didn't Because depending on how she means it, I have a different response. That's yeah. a very good question. She know. Yeah. Because she's, she's been like, there. I'll give you a week. <laughs> well, but, the, but remember, they brought the, go they brought the thing with them. The, it was not there to begin with. I mean, it was still a shitty place to live, but yeah. like they brought the spirit with them. So that's she probably didn't know. She's probably just racist. That's fair. And to be fair, she's probably been there for a hot minute. So she's seen a lot of people get screwed over by the system and removed from that home, um, which is why it's left in a weird state of repair. Because like I, I'm imagining so many generations of people have been put in that place, set up to fail. And the first time they have fun or get a job, they're sent back to wherever they just escaped from. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Truly, unfortunately, and it, and it's still so like, I know that we in America talk about you know we're a country of immigrants first and foremost because we colonized this country and took it from the indigenous cultures. But like, in actuality, every country, if you go back far enough, moved there at some point in time. Well, not every country, most European countries, African countries probably aren't that way. But like the French weren't just always there, you know, like they moved in from other countries and other places. And then like, and also as we've continued to globalize, we have, we've put, like you said earlier, we've appropriated things from other cultures, you know, and it's like people just calm the fuck down and help somebody. Like, I don't know. <laughs> No, it's, it's definitely, I, I always have that issue because so many people are sitting here on stolen land and they're trying to like rewrite the rules and regulations so other people can't be here. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> and so <laughs> the fact that we sort of get a little bit of that and we also get a little bit of like, like the black kids who are like pissing on her. And I was like, I want to say it's because you're youth, but also it's nationalism. You feel like you're better than her because you, your family's been here longer than hers. And that's bullshit. 
And so, yeah, I, I would like to unpack both of those a wee bit more in a future episode, I feel. I'm also, well, we probably don't have time to get into all this, but I'm also curious if part of those black boys was also sexism, since she was a woman talking to them and not the husband, and the husband wasn't with her. I'm wondering if it would have been different if he had been there. I'm wondering how different, because I feel like those, for lack of a better, I don't want to say they're racist, because it's not racist, it's really nationalism, because we see that all over the place. Like, when Get Out came out and Samuel Jackson went after the actor who was cast because he's British instead of American. <laughs> and I'm just like, why would you, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. He got a role you're too old for, Sam. Like, <laughs> it's fine. He's doing- You're all right. Doing, yeah. You got work, you're all right. <laughs> right? No, it's, it's fine. He can have that role, Sam. And so I feel like there are those conversations um, to be had, like, we just did a play at, at Rachel's theater called Black Mexican. And there's all these different conversations happening that the rest of us are unaware of in everybody's culture and shit and identities, because like we're all like grounded in our own selfishness <laughs> and what media gives us as opposed to like going, hey, I never thought about that until we're like confronted with it in a movie or a script. And you're like, oh, oh, that does, I, I have heard something of that or I never thought of it this way. And so- I mean. That's the power of storytelling, honestly. And that's why, that's why storytelling has been around since the dawn of time, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in knowing, like, especially now since, like, I feel like since 2018, like, in present day, a lot of these writers who are doing, like, horror or this genre are, like, what is the idea of every, like, the individual has to be different, mm -hmm. right? And then because it was like with spiral, right? So this, these are different people. They can't leave the home. Boom, they're haunted in the home. This is what happens. So, you know, they're stuck. Like there's something that keeps them there. Um, but we're seeing that a lot. So there's always something very different about these, like, you know, where I'm used to the story, you move to the haunted house and you're not different. Everything's just fine. And it's just, yeah. Um, so what the, the unique of bringing like everyone's differences in Mm -hmm. are playing a big part of them not being able to get out um, yes because we basically we basically canonized horror movies and most media so it's like the theater canon where it's a bunch of the same cis hetero straight white men telling the same stories over and over and over and we're stuck in this loop so like i've noticed this year that movies that might have flown under the radar in previous years we could leave our houses and people could have their bigger budget shit are actually doing better. Like just this month alone, Evil Eye hit Amazon and that's some South Asian, Southeast Asian actresses with agency, sorry, there was vodka, <laughs> um, with agency driving a horror movie. And I'm like, yes. And there's like Black Box also dropped from Bloomhouse for over there, which is if not an entirely black cast, predominantly black. And it's having some Twilight Zone level thriller fun and you have his house and you have Spale and you have Spiral, even though it wasn't great. Uh, and you have the Craft Legacy, even though it wasn't great. And I feel like it's, I don't, I, I hope we keep this going when we're done being locked in our homes and when places are done being able to be like, we have to save all of these blockbusters for when we can go to the theaters again. Because I don't think we would have seen most of these, but they would have just like dropped somewhere randomly and we wouldn't have heard about them. Right. And I will say a lot of that too is 
uh, Netflix and Hulu and HBO and these online streaming companies are much more accessible than like Paramount or like uh, mm. Columbia or whatever the old the old kind of producing companies were. No, look, so it's it's a series of fortunate events that puts a spotlight on these movies that would have gone direct to video or would have just dropped on a channel and nobody would have ever heard any press about it. Because even last year, stuff was coming out and we'd get one trailer for it and then we wouldn't see it again. Like there was that whole, I forgot what it was called again because I've only seen one trailer in my whole life. But like last year, there was a movie about black superhero girls, like teen girls. And I was like, I want to see that when it comes out. I saw the one trailer and the next thing I know, I was like, oh, what happened to that movie? <laughs> and it's because like America, unfortunately, the media, unfortunately, doesn't give a shit about anybody who's not like <laughs> your typical cutter, cetera, straight white man. So something interesting about his house. So I just looked up the, the creative team, the writing and director. The director is a black man. It is written by a queer white woman and the story is by a white man. I don't know if he's queer or not, but yeah, interesting. Hmm. I'd brunch <laughs> with them. I would, I'd like to hear more. Yeah, I, I looked there, I looked, that's what I was doing on my phone, I was looking them up. Um, Remy Weeks is the director, we, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, is the director and he's a very young black gentleman. Um, so here for that. And then I forgot Felicity Evans, I think is her name, is the writer. Um, and I, I Googled her name and she came up as top 40 most influential LGBTQ people in Wales. And then Toby something is the story creator. So. Oh. Hmm. I did not see that coming. I am pleasantly right? surprised. Very pleasantly surprised. Me too. Same. I doubt what people take away from this that they should tell other people's stories because this is a one in a million situation. <laughs> so uh, don't start with oh, that yeah, message right. if you're watching at home. <laughs> I don't want to like go to my next friend's show and be like, are these black people? And you don't know any black people? <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> well, and it does look like when I looked at when I got on IMDb, when I clicked on writers, because he's Remy is listed as the director clearly. And when I clicked on writers, it shows Felicity and Toby. And then it also lists uh, Remy. So I'm wondering if he also he was also there to help with the represent, you know, so it's that not- That makes sense. That makes it better. Because I, I was just assuming from the way you had it that these two white people actually did something right. <laughs> that makes me, that's a better story. That's a better narrative. Thank you for that clarification. Well, uh, right. well and they did do something right. They brought in their director who is a person of color to help them understand the you know what I mean they didn't just think oh I like somebody do as we've, as we've seen oh I could do this because I know everything well <laughs> no, even the both even the best of intentions sometimes end up you know but yeah I I'm happy he was in the writing writer's room or the writer's circle because I do not I it always hurts as we've talked about multiple times in this podcast when people write a story without a person in the room who should be telling the story you need at least one person in the room telling the story and not in a tokenized way. You can't just be like, come tell me I'm doing great. That does not work. You have to give space. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to acknowledge maybe your story is not the story. 
maybe <laughs> the story they're bringing to you is a story you need to be amplified. And maybe sometimes you just step away and just produce. Maybe that's what you gotta do because what keeps happening um, in theater, television, everywhere, et cetera, et cetera, is Chad is writing all these stories and then going, why don't you come support them? Clearly you don't want people of color or women. And it's like, that's not what we said, Chad. We said we want our stories told by us. <laughs> right, right. Listen, Chad. Yes. <laughs> Sit down, open your ears. <laughs> Put your privilege away for a second. Yeah. Because anyway. if you think about it, there had been another writer, if it had been a white male, I feel at some point, Matt Smith's character would have been the main person, right? So he's the one housing, helping with bring him, a, you know, the these families in, and then there's complaints going through, and he could easily, they could have easily altered the movie where it's his telling of, like, going to the mm -hmm. house and learning what it is and helping them fight it, you know, coming in and doing that, and I was like, oh, thank oh, goodness God. it didn't turn into that. I thought it was. No. Especially <laughs> with Especially with Matt Smith playing him, being a, a very well-known actor, um, they very easily could have been that. <laughs> In the one trailer I saw, Matt Smith had more screen time than both of our leads, which is why I wasn't sure what the story was going to be. And yeah. that's marketing's problem, because marketing, as we all know, is like, who's the bigger name? Who's the whitest person? It's not Matt Smith being like, put me on the box. Matt has like five scenes and Matt is fine to not be a lead. Like I, I've been tracking his career because he's a doctor and I'm a nerd. And so like, I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> and so I was like, is he the lead? Is he central? And he wasn't. So why is he getting so much time in the trailer, Hollywood? I wouldn't even consider him supporting. I mean, maybe he's barely supporting. I mean, he gets less time than the ghost in the house, but more time than everybody else. That's not a lead. Aside from the daughter. So he's fourth string, maybe fifth if you count the ghosts, which is what have you. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, I'm always here to look at Matt Smith. I'm not going to complain about looking at Matt Smith. No, especially when he's in his lane. Um, <laughs> to go back to your point, Amanda, one of the things I liked about this not being their daughter is because how often are women in anything no more than the mother and the wife? And so that added a new layer to play with because I was like, oh, they have a kid. So she's only gonna like mourn her kid and be a, a mom. And it's like, oh no, there's other stuff happening. I get so fucking tired. <laughs> so fucking tired of the narrative that if you're a woman on screen, you have to be a mother. You have to be married. I'm tired of those notes coming from people who read scripts to be like, well, if she had a man in her life, she'd be more grounded. That's not a thing. Men don't ground you. Yeah, they either have to be a mother or they have to be a slut. Mm-hmm. Yes, or the virgin. Yeah. Or the virgin, yeah. Those virgin. three archetypes. Yeah. So I, just... Somebody write that movie, all of them in there. Right? Like, minds would blow. <laughs> so yeah, I... I, it was refreshing to have her not be a biological mother and to have this guilt be something else as opposed to having her tied to, I miss my kid and that's my only motivation. Like, like you're an actor, Amanda. Like how often do you get a script or see a script where the woman gets to have agency and be an individual? Uh, unless I'm writing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but unless you're yeah, writing it or Sheree wrote it. Or Sheree wrote it. Yeah. Like, all my friends are singing. Dream it up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
but yeah, and I, this movie was so good. I highly, highly recommend it. If you're out there and you have not watched His House on Netflix, go do it immediately. Yeah. Oh, watch the Cadre first. And then, because you got to come back with us to do that. But, but on your own time, like after tonight's movies, you should watch this immediately after tonight's movies and our recording. Yeah. You'll have time either super late tonight or super or early in the morning. Early tomorrow works because tomorrow we're doing Ready or Not first. That's a quick movie. You don't need a whole morning for that. That's a quick it's so right. fun. I've seen it like three times. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow and still be like, <laughs> I've never seen it, so I'm excited. But anyway, so. Um, so to wrap up his house, do we have any final thoughts, comments, hot takes, whatever you want to put in here at the end to, to cover these seven minutes? You go first, Amanda, because we hot take. I just, I didn't think I would enjoy it, but I enjoyed every minute of this movie, of this film, of this horror film. I really, I really did. I really, because most of the time I'm either like, uh, but they did, they did everything. They had like the scrabble of like the perfect mix, you know, um, and they knew where to put it. So I thought that this was a really well done film. So I'm really impressed. So thank you. I thank you for this in 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah and then yeah there was beauty in it especially in a time when like it's been tough for a lot of people to see like um, gosh because that quote he says at the end it was like your ghosts follow you and it's when you let them in um, that I could like face myself and I think that a lot of us are like look there's a lot of stuff and I come with a lot of things and it's a finding that acceptance and then going and going forward so i thought yeah recommend it sending it to the parents okay <laughs> i i'm gonna basically echo that in that i i never have a really high bar for horror i watch horror i love horror but i don't have a high bar i expect to be entertained i expect to maybe have a couple of laughs hopefully for the right reasons but I've just, <laughs> I've, I've conditioned myself to not expect anything groundbreaking. And so to walk in for this and see something that is easily in my top three to five from this month, where after, at the end of tomorrow, I will have watched at least 40 horror movies, give or take. And so for this to be like one of my new favorite things, I, I am just grateful. And I, I'm loving also that one me gets to be in this, which is something I feel that is less sticky than Lovecraft Country. <laughs> this is a lot less sticky, to put it that way. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm enjoying this, and I, I hope that this like changes things, and that this is a new trajectory for this weekend of maybe having a bunch of good movies. Yeah. One thing that I want to uh, praise about this film that we have, we touched on a little bit, but we haven't really gone too deep into um, is the pacing. The pacing of this film is perfect. It does not feel like it's an hour and a half. It feels like it's a, it's a ride and you're, and you're on it from the beginning to the end it's it, it the, the pacing is so well done which is something that can kill as we've seen <laughs> this weekend alone as we've seen that can kill a horror movie is if it's bad pacing um if it feels oh, yeah. long or if it feels short uh but this one was just right 
I want to definitely uh, commend the director and the writers and everyone involved in the creative, the producers, whatever. Um, they did great on that front. I All right. Anything was cut or anything like that? Like I have for this previous movies. <laughs> where I'm like, what did you Right. Not all of my questions were answered, but I don't, I'm not one of those people that need all of my questions answered. I just don't want to leave with more questions than I have answers. <laughs> but like most of my questions as another rewatch and me unpacking what things mean to me, which is what a sign of good art is, as opposed to me being like, how, where did you lose this whole person? <laughs> That's a different argument. <laughs> That's a different issue. It's all like, is this ancestral? Is it, how, what kind of emotional baggage? And things I need to like do it in her sweep on and another rewatch or two, which is right. a better place to be in than some of the movies we've seen. And it is really interesting to have a horror film end on that beautiful shot of of all those people, the door in the doorway, all the people, and then and then showing um, the two leads holding hands in the doorway, finally feeling like they have dealt with their trauma or dealt with their guilt anyway. Um, just beautiful. Yeah, like I, I, there are very few horror films that I will say is beautiful. And the end of this one is beautiful. Literally this and Babadook, I feel handle the internal struggles the best of any horror movie I've ever seen. Um, this one's new. And so right now it feels like my favorite, but that's also a knee-jerk reaction. And I need to like go back through again. Also, there's black people, so I'm biased. Because <laughs> I love Papa Duke, but it was very much not about the POCs. Um, and so I, I just, I want more horror to tackle things this way. Because, like, it's night and day with, like, Spiral, where it was, like, mental illness, shame, keep it vague. Um, this is, like, we have, these, we have these journeys. We have this PTSD. We have these feelings. Let us work through them and get to a solution. And that's healthier and it's cleaner and it's more beautiful. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Well, in our last two minutes, let's do a quick few reminders. Vote, vote, vote on the People's Choice uh, movie for tomorrow night. Costumes, costumes, costumes. Put your costumes and uh, take pictures of costumes. Put them in the comments of the thread that Sheree started in the event page. Um, if you're on YouTube and doing that, just put it as a comment on the YouTube thing if you want to. Uh, you can put if you don't it on Twitter that. as well. Like, just we yeah. need to see it so we can vote and talk about it because right now Louise is winning. Yeah, just put it, <laughs> put it in the yeah, do it on Twitter, tag us, whatever. Um, so do all that. We will see you back here at eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern, yeah, their time, um, for the Conjuring. All right. Stay fierce out there. Bye. Bye.